Ray Kummer, Chapter 30. The police station was small. There were four officers and two jail cells in the back, primarily put to use over the last two decades as a drunk tank for locals who needed to sleep it off over the weekend. There was still an AB, IBM computer for, on, to, to each desk. A woman who sat at the dispatch radio was not dressed in any kind of uniform. She had close cropped red hair, a good figure, her name, her name tag read Gloria. She was all business, however, as she logged Trey's complaint. Okay, we got four officers out and two in. She nodded to the glass walled officers, a stout man with a crew cut, sat at the desk and also not also not unusual. He wore a sweat stained white short sleeve shirt and smoked a pipe. Jets ask her where airball is. You can talk to him. I can't take the mainland and see what's up with his hatch woman here. Trey turned to Carla. If you want to hang out, you if you want to hang out here, I'll talk to him alone. No way, she said. I don't want to miss this for the world. She trolled ahead of him, more confidence than he felt. He couldn't help but notice this woman looked great. Always did in situations like this, pulled together, self-assured, a natural leader. He tried to catch her confidence for himself as he followed her. The office offered an introduction as Oscar glanced at the blue computer screen, then back to them. So you're the psychic detective, Dadrian. My head's after you. I think this woman might come here. You think this woman might come here? Yes. I didn't say if she's coming here or not, but a very definite escape. A police officer at Riverdale actually spoke with her an hour ago. He raided in a problem with this woman's car. And then, with the eyes of Trace, it found it belonged to another employee at your workplace. Deborah Curler, Carla, reached over and squeezed Trace's hand. Oscar leaned across the desk, holding his pipe up. I hope you don't, this doesn't bother you, either you. A little, Carla said. I seem to detect smoke at three places. Slightly disgruntled, Oscar tapped the pipe, smoking ashes into wide glass. Ashtray beside the computer. I just like the smell of it. Tell me how you play into this. Trey took a breath and began. I studied this woman for twelve years. I was the first and only friend of Drayden. I followed her. We habituated her. The way that psychists and drugs could not. I was wrong. We could always. We became close briefly. Oscar looked for the man to wife and back. Intimate? No, not like that. We did. Uh, we shared a lot. I felt there was a human being lurking behind a woman, who at the time was called a surgeon. But I was wrong. She is a machine. She fell in love with me to some extent, and then what I saw, what she did to prove her love, Trey closed his eyes, remembering the attack of the others. The other intimate, the old man who hit Trey. Hardened face, Angus Hatcher had known about it, about that, and when she had the chance, she operated on the other patient. He said as a matter of factly as he could, nothing fancy, just a botch and a lobotomy. As when she went back into heavy sedate, heavy restraints, a heavy sedation, the orders covered her face most of the time too. They called her the Gorgon because of the way she looked, looked at them. 
She letters anyone as if they have bugs to be studied before they were squashed. Is that for you? Oscar said. Train nodded. For me, she felt as if he had a sheer destiny. We couldn't understand my betrayal of her. She told me that she would find a way to wake up to know who I am was inside. Mr. Campbell, Oscar said, leaning back in his chair. This was not the most dangerous of threats. Trade kept his cool, even though he wanted to explode. I wanted what was psychopaths and psychopaths and psychopaths and murderers and torturers since I got out of college. Anger Hensher isn't the same. She's a machine. She has feelings, even for herself. All she had is the constant motion towards getting to me is one of her primary goals. Oscar shrugged. Let's assume she's, she does come for you. There's, there's an all her pious bulletin for arrest. When the new era, next era, everyone in Southern California will see her face on television. You already have an officer who saw her. We know the car she's driving. We're going to be caught. She knows she, she's going to be caught. It would take her six hours to the get here. You and your family are probably safer than you are anywhere else. In this state, we don't have murderers in Avalon. Cost too much to get here. If you just want to kill someone, this woman's already slipping up. She'll be caught soon. Maybe you should talk with one of your colleagues instead, Trey said. He or she would just say the same thing, Oscar said. But don't get all twisted up about this. If you like, I can have another officer escort you home and stay with you at your college. Or you might consider... Checking into our local guest houses for the night. That way, Vengus actually managed to elude the base on the mainland to find a way. At last, the last ferry was gone. The findings of Randall, at last, at least you won't have to be, won't be there. That's a terrific idea. That's a terrific idea, Carlos said. Look at Trey. We can stay at the breakers. It's a nice pool. No way, but some rest there thought. I guess I'm overacting a little. That's good idea, official officer. Oscar, no but no bows, no no officer, Oscar Oscar. He turned his attention to Carla. How did you end up with this gringle like this? Carla half smiled. All the grand ones are taken. On the street again, Trey said I hate the word Gringle. It's not the best one. Carla threw her arms around him. My big baby. He, hugged, he shrugged it off. He was patronizing. And you're paranoid. Carla said it in a track. Stopped in her tracks. Maybe this woman is out. Or maybe she's dangerous, Trey. But you're on vacation. We just check into a hotel for the night. And if you're worried, I'm not. I think that crazy woman's probably out of the desert right now up in the Big Bear, Catalina. It's too hard to get to. Ask us right. Maybe she would like get over it here tomorrow. But chances are they have caught her by tonight. Let's go pack up and get a room at Baker's and quit playing the victim. She stepped around him and went to the end of the dock. When Trey got there, he was sitting with trees that braided her hair 
and then Wimbury Mark sat at the edge of the dock near the pylons of Jenny, who was pointing at boats in the water. When he saw his father, Mark leapt up and went running over. We saw a funny, funnish movie, Daddy. I saw a shark. Trees corrected him. It was a dolphin. It was big, Mark said. Trey trails his father. I bet it was. They came out of nowhere, Mark said fiercely. It was really cool. Jenny laughed and swiveled about to face him. They were a handful. We appreciate you staying in it, Shamma. Time and a half, she reminded him. She rose up clumsily. Mark's got a little cough, but not much of one. I don't think it means anything. You too, Kai said, reaching out her arms to her son. He trotted over to her, hear her. Cough for me. Mark smiled, he coughed twice. Oh, he's dying. Kai raised her eyebrows to Teresa. Your brother's dying from having too much fun. Mark laughed, and Teresa smiled. Trey grinned too. It's okay. No one's coming after him. Anger hurt should be caught within a few hours, or she hide out in the desert. This island was the safest place for us right now. This was confirmed after he walked Jenny home to her parents. Trey dropped back to the cottage, and Carl greeted him with, Angus Hatcher's dead.